Legal update briefings are prepared by the Nonpartisan Legal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency. A legal update briefing is intended to inform legislators, legislative staff, and other persons interested in legislative matters of recent court decisions, attorney general opinions, regulatory actions, federal actions, and other occurrences of a legal nature that may be pertinent to the General Assembly's consideration of a topic. Although a briefing may identify issues for consideration by the General Assembly, a briefing should not be interpreted as advocating any particular course of action. Legal Update, Legal Services Division, Iowa Supreme Court Decision, Deferred Compensation Plans and Exemptions from Execution and Garnishment Proceedings. Commerce Bank v. McGowan, filed March 12, 2021, number 19-1994. Facts and procedural background. Commerce Bank obtained a $1.5 million judgment against Robert McGowan in Minnesota. After domesticating that judgment in Iowa, Commerce Bank caused to be issued a writ of general execution that directed the sheriff to levy on McGowan, Hearst, Clark, and Smith, PC, MHCS, Mr. McGowan's employer. Mr. McGowan moved to exempt from execution all payments MHCS made to him under its Deferred Compensation Plan. Mr. McGowan claimed these payments were exempt from execution pursuant to Iowa Code Section 627.6, Subsection 8, Paragraph E. The plan provides for multiple types of deferred compensation, including Type 1 compensation and Type 2A compensation. Type 1 compensation, which is available to all of MHCS's shareholders, is, quote, intended to approximate the realizable value of MHCS's receivables and unbilled work in process, end quote. Type 2A compensation, which is limited to Mr. McGowan and other identified shareholders, is intended to approximate the shareholders, quote, pro rata portion of the intangible value of MHCS's professional practice, end quote. Type 2A compensation is, quote, calculated at 80% of the average of MHCS's prior three fiscal years collected fees, end quote. Deferred compensation under the plan is available to MHCS's shareholders, employees upon the occurrence of any of the following events, separation from service, attainment of age 67, disability, death, or the sale of substantially all of MHCS's assets. Upon reaching age 67, Mr. McGowan qualified under the plan for both Type 1 and Type 2A deferred compensation. The district court held that the deferred compensation payments that MHCS made to Mr. McGowan under the plan were not exempt under execution pursuant to Iowa Code Section 627.6, Subsection 8, Paragraph E. Mr. McGowan appealed to the Iowa Supreme Court. Issue whether the deferred compensation payments that MHCS made to Mr. McGowan under the plan were exempt from execution pursuant to Iowa Code Section 627.6, Subsection 8, Paragraph E. Holding, the court reversed and remanded the decision of the district court. The court held that the deferred compensation payments that MHCS made to Mr. McGowan under the plan were exempt from execution pursuant to Iowa Code Section 627.6, Subsection 8, Paragraph E. Analysis Iowa Code Section 627.6, Subsection 8, Paragraph E provides in relevant part, a debtor who is a resident of this state may hold exempt from execution the following property, 
Subsection A, the debtors writes in paragraph E, a payment or a portion of a payment under a pension, annuity, or similar plan or contract or account of illness, disability, death, age, or length of service. The court began its opinion by describing its general approach to exemption statutes such as Iowa Code Section 627.6 subsection 8 paragraph E. The court cited to a previous court case in which stated that, quote, it is well settled that exemption statutes must have a liberal construction, end quote. The court has held that exemption statutes such as Iowa Code Section 627.6 subsection 8 paragraph E must be liberally constructed to, quote, carry out the beneficent object of the legislation, end quote. The court stated that pursuant to Iowa Code Section 4.1, quote, in determining the fair and ordinary meaning of the statutory language at issue, we consider the language's relationship to other provisions of the same statute and other provisions of related statutes, end quote. The court explained that when determining the fair and ordinary meaning of an exemption statute, it will consider certain federal authorities that interpret similar provisions of the United States Bankruptcy Code. Because Iowa Code Section 627.6 subsection 8 Paragraph E is modeled on a, quote, nearly identical, end quote, federal exemption found in 11 U.S.C. A previous court case stated it would, quote, presume our legislature intended what Congress intended, end quote. The court then examined the plain language in Iowa Code Section 627.6, subsection 8, paragraph E, which requires a debtor to analyze whether two elements have been established to claim the exemption. Number one, whether the payment claimed to be exempt was made under a pension, annuity, or similar plan or contract, and if so, number two, whether the pension, annuity, or similar plan or contract is payable or is being paid on account of illness, disability, death, age, or length of service. After analyzing certain federal authorities, the court stated, quote, payments under a plan or contract are similar to payments under a pension or annuity when the payments are periodic and deferred to such time when the payments serve as wage substitutes because the recipient is likely to have reduced wage income, end quote. Accordingly, with regard to the first element required to claim the exemption, the court found that the deferred compensation payments, MHCS, made under the plan were, quote, similar to payments made under a pension or annuity because the payments are deferred payments intended to serve as wage substitutes at a time when it is expected the recipient would have decreased wage income, end quote. With regard to the second element required to claim the exemption, the court found that the deferred compensation payments MHCS made under the plan were, quote, on account of illness, disability, death, age, or length of service, end quote, as the payments in this case were made because Mr. McGowan reached the age of 67. The court addressed additional arguments by Commerce Bank that Iowa Code Section 627.6 subsection 8 paragraph E does not apply in this case. The court stated it was of no consequence in analyzing the first element required to claim the exemption that Mr. McGowan was not retired. According to the court, quote, the relevant inquiry determining whether a payment is similar to an annuity or pension payment is the nature of the payment and not the particular circumstances of the individual, end quote. The court also stated it was of no consequence in analyzing the second element required to claim the exemption 
that the payments under the plan could have been triggered by other qualifying events because, in this case, the payments were triggered by Mr. McGowan reaching 67 years of age. The LSA staff contact for this legal update is James Arnett at 515-281-3745.